and it looked as if no living was going to be made at all. Now, in December, Porridge Hall held only its usual people, Robin and his mother in their half, and the Robinson family who lived next door. Dan's arrival went a long way towards stopping the rattling around in the brogan part. Friday, Robin's dog went mad with delight, and Robin and Dan began to get better immediately. Such is the power of friendship. Robin and Dan had been very good friends ever since the summer holidays, and for years before that they had been excellent enemies, so they knew and understood each other very well. Dan, who had no dog, shared Robin's, and Robin, who had no father, shared Dan's. They also shared the several miles of beach opposite Porridge Hall, very many private jokes, and Sundance, who lived next door. Sundance was a nine-year-old mystery to his friends and relations. His name lingered from the days when Perry and Aunt, his eleven-year-old twin brother and sister, had played at being Butch and Cassidy, and had allowed him to join in as the Sundance Kid. The name suited him so well that it stuck. It was years since anyone had called him something else. "'Something went wrong with the names in our family,' remarked Mrs Robinson. The twins had been christened Peregrine and Antoinette after their grandparents, but had sensibly shortened these romantic but frightful names as soon as they could speak,' admitted their mother. The youngest of the Robinson family had been named Elizabeth. "'A nice plain name,' said Mrs Robinson, who by this time was beginning to learn. Not that it made any difference. When I grow up, announced Elizabeth at the age of three, I shall be a bean, a bean in a pod. We should have called you Beanie, said Aunt. Oh, no, we shouldn't, said Mrs Robinson, but already it was too late, and four years later, even at school, they called her Beanie. The Robinson children owned a dog. Fat, beloved, scruffy and smelly. He was known as Old Blanket. I'm tired of explaining the names in our family, said Mrs Robinson. People must take us as they find us. They're perfect names, said Robin's mother. Mrs. Brogan and Mrs. Robinson were best friends. "'I shall have chicken pox too,' announced Sundance when he heard the news from next door. "'Especially if Dan is there.' Sundance, although two years younger than Robin and Dan, adored Robin, considered he had once saved Dan's life and would have endured far worse than chicken pox than be left out of anything they did. Let's all have it, suggested Robin cheerfully. You can't have chicken pox twice, said Mrs Robinson when she heard this bright idea. You four had it all together that dreadful Christmas when we kept getting power cuts. I haven't forgotten if you have. Never again. However, the Robinson children were not ones to give up hope so easily. School was becoming tedious. 
Robin was not the only one destined to be a hobbit in the school play. Perry and Ant were threatened with a similar fate, and chickenpox, they remembered, had been most enjoyable, what with candlelit bedrooms and unlimited ice cream. Perry paid a secret visit to Robin and Dan next door. Four dirty sweaters, repeated Robin in astonishment on hearing Perry's request. What do you want to borrow four dirty sweaters for? asked Dan. I'd better not tell you, said Perry virtuously. Oh, said Robin, as understanding suddenly dawned. Well, anyway, I haven't got four dirty sweaters. I haven't got any at all, I don't think. What about the one you're wearing? said Perry. And Dan's, that's two. Robin and Dan looked doubtfully at each other.